Yo, what's going on? It's your main man, Rick the Dawn. Yep. What's going on, y'all? So I finally caught up on the show. Um, man, a lot of pain is going around, uh, which is why I why why I dub it Pain Factory. Um, you know, they come from bonfire and all you see is a lot of hurt i was ready and prepared to say that the city voice was up on this one but when they get back to the house they have a different demeanor um they're kind of breaking down and it seems like it took a whole day for the guys to actually feel the hurt from what they saw in the videos all right so the next day comes around and they're all just breaking down for different reasons and you was like okay so the city boys are not necessarily up, but this was just a hard episode to watch because it, it was a lot of reasons why this episode was tough because, you know, you watch it for entertainment value and you just want to be entertained for the most part. But then some of those those old hurts and pains that you went through start to creep up. Um, you know, I've definitely caused a lot of hurt in my life as far as girls I've dated, um, you know, I. There was a point in my life where I'm kind of just not taking women's feelings seriously, if you will. Uh, it was always about a number. And that's kind of how guys are. Um, most guys will never admit to this. This is why you got your man, man, with the dawn here. But for a lot of guys, especially in the beginning of their whole sexual experimentation, it's all about a number. Uh, I remember being like 10, 11 years old, and I wasn't sexually active or anything, but I would just keep track of how many girls I was getting. Like for guys, that's kind of what it is. It's about accumulating women. That's what it is. It's just, and it sucks because a lot of women get wrapped up into that accumulation and it's just not a, a fair situation. Now, to be fair to myself, I, I when I was younger, I met a girl who was older than me. She was an older girl. And she was messing with me. I think she's maybe one or two years older than me. And for the most part, she was kind of teaching, showing me the ropes. So to be fair to me in my experimentation process, I learned hard early. Women can be brutal. You know what I mean? I remember exactly what she said to me one day. One day we had kind of broke up and she said, oh, I, I hope you didn't think you was the only one. <laughs> like, I'm just I'm like, I'm like eight, nine, 10, 11, something like that. And she probably like 11, 12, 13. But it, it taught me early, like, wait a minute. So I wasn't the only guy you was messing with. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like, oh, okay. So that kind of changed my perspective. So I, I want to say what we go through as young people does shape how we perceive and how we move forward. But yeah, just seeing this episode brought back a lot of pain that I've caused and some of the times that I've been hurt. Because look, I'm not immune to that. I've been hurt by women too, you know. Um, I've been cheated on. I mean, I've been I've been cheated on. I've cheated on. It's it's been both ways. And this episode brought that back because you see all the contestants see their see. This is a different experiment. You see these people see their person hurting them. I mean, at least in a normal person's life, we don't get a chance to see it in 4K HD, but they get to see it. It's edited. It's perfectly angled, and you just see them just break down. Um, the city boys was up in the beginning for me because I saw how badly the women were reacting. Even Vanessa, Vanessa broke down. Everybody broke down. Paris broke down. Everybody but Maricela broke down on the female side. So I'm like, all right, the city boys is up. But then you go to the other side. Great breaks down. Chris breaks down. Chris dang near breaks his sofa because he's punching it because of what he's seen Marcella do with the little Suave guy. 
And I think everybody breaks down on the guy side. Even Hall breaks down, despite the fact that Caitlin is not doing much. But he still breaks down because of a lot of things. He's hurt because what he feels like he's doing to Caitlin. And deep down, deep down inside, he still loves Caitlin. You know what I'm saying? The only one who doesn't really break down is Rob. Rob, for the most part, kind of holds his own because he has found somebody that he's in love with. He likes just, you know, he likes two. So he was like the only one who was able to kind of hold it together. But when you look at it, everybody was broke down, man. Uh, I will start off with Great and Paris. For the most part, this relationship is over. We heard Great say it. Um, he he said something that was very confusing for me. He said that he saw Paris having sex with Tajik. And I think that was um, incorrect. I don't think Paris and Tajik has, have had sex at this point in the uh, season. I think they've kissed. And maybe he was looking at a blurry image, saw them in bed together, and just couldn't make it out. But no, I don't believe Tajik and Paris have had sex to get to, uh, with each other. I think he just mis misquoted or missaw when it comes to that. But nevertheless... Great is on a warpath in this episode. You see him like, you know what? He goes 100% into Nafisa and he's all out for her. Um, in this episode, they they engage in sex again towards the end of the episode. So it's pretty much a wrap. Now, I found something to be very interesting. Paris points out that she saw, what's his name? Uh, Great eating the groceries. And I was just like, I don't remember seeing, <laughs> I didn't see anything like that. But again, um, she might have seen it, and I just didn't catch it. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, this relationship is over. This episode also didn't show much of Paris and Tajik interacting. It seemed like the flame has died down a little bit. And if I'm being honest, I saw Paris kind of looking around and trying different guys. She went on a date with a different guy. Uh, and you could tell she was still thinking about Tajik the entire time. That guy was more or less a distraction. But this episode between – I'll be my tongue. Uh, between these two was really great focused great is 100 moved on and he still feels pain over paris you know they both come from i'm, I'm assuming from african families and you know you hear grace say this is so embarrassing what am i what's my family going to think you hear paris say something very similar so there's something about the african dynamic and the family dynamic that they're both very ashamed of their people seeing but it doesn't seem to be stopping them all that much. But, yeah, that's kind of what happened with that couple. Uh, the next couple I want to talk about is Vanessa and Rob. And this is one of the most surprising things. I have to say it. Vanessa is really, really struggling. Um, she sits in front of the temptation light basically all day long. And she's just waiting for it to light up. And it was so hard to watch because, you know, you start off with this whole perception that Vanessa is a alpha female she's you know invulnerable to hurt and pain but then you find out the exact opposite and all that hate and build up you've kind of stirred up for her and you know you're ready to say you know screw you i hope i hope rob hurts your feelings all that you kind of build that up in the first two episodes but now you get the exact opposite where you see her being vulnerable and see her being afraid of what rob can do to her heart and it's like you start to feel bad for her because rob is completely gone in the other direction and i think it's vanessa's fault she started off with oh you know rob i you know he i don't usually date guys like him i'm dating down she starts off with pounding this guy ego wise into the dirt so you can't be upset with rob for saying you know what vanessa 
you know, you've dogged me out for the last time. And now Rob is like, I can do better without her. We see this all the time, but it's usually female. It's always the male dogging out the female and then seeing the female kind of rise up like the Phoenix and go about her business. But in this case, because Vanessa is older, you see a lot of Rob doing that. Um, Rob has pretty much all but forgot about Vanessa and Vanessa has tried her best. I'll give her, you know, two thumbs up on trying to move on from Rob. But even when she's talking with Bryce in a more sexual manner, she's getting real close to him. You can tell that there's a block there that's keeping her from fully engaging in Bryce because she really loves Rob. Now, I don't know how messy this was, but Mark kind of points out that, Rob, you might be the exact person that Vanessa needs. And him saying that creates a block in Rob's mind because he wants to move forward with this new woman. But then again, that sentiment is echoing in his mind. You can hear him thinking or see him thinking about what him and Vanessa have in the long run. And I think Rob does cross the line and kiss the young lady he's been intrigued with. But to this point, at least as far as I can see, he has not engaged sexually with the young lady. And I can say the same thing for Vanessa. So in a lot of ways, they're flirting with the other people they're you know intrigued with. They're getting real close. They're even kissing. They're doing a lot of sexual things, but they haven't crossed the line, which in a lot of ways leaves some space for them to retreat and come back should things you know be uh, amendable. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like Rob has just pretty much you know, wiped his hands clean of Vanessa. And you never know what's going to happen when they finally get back together. Cause you can just tell that Vanessa has some kind of like control over him. And though Rob wants to leave, I think just one conversation with Vanessa, Vanessa going to have him right back around her finger because you know, that's just how it was when they first got on the Island. You saw that you saw that Rob was just like a puppy dog to, uh, to Vanessa. But, and I think the reason Vanessa has really struggled is because Rob is showing so much independence and showing so much growth and it's happening without Vanessa being present. And I think she's struggling with that because she's probably thinking to herself, I've built this man up. I've made him who he is showing the world to, you know, that he is. And now he's going to do it without, you know, her. I think that's what she's struggling with, that he might be benefiting from her coaching, right? Cause she's, she's an older woman. And now she's pretty much created the perfect man, but for somebody else to enjoy. That's what I'm starting to see when it comes to that relationship. Okay. The next couple I want to talk about is Caitlin Hall. You know, I really, really hate the situation these two are in. They're both good people as far as I can see, but you know, they're just struggling as far as their relationship is concerned. Hall is 100% moving on. I don't see any scenario where he and Caitlin leave the island together because I feel like Hall has found what he might dub a younger, better version of Caitlin, right? Um, and it's really kind of weird to see a 22-year-old interacting with this 34, 33, whatever, however, how, however old Hall is. It's kind of hard to watch because you can't help but get pedo vibes. And I know it's not, you know, appropriate here because, you know, she's a consenting adult, but you just can't. I get those vibes so easily. I try not to get them, but they're just there. In abundance because you you know i'll tell you what makes it hard for me to watch because i see a 22 year old young lady getting gamed because that's what hall is doing he's not doing it on purpose and she's allowing herself to have it done to her she's very gullible very naive very open-minded she's a 22 year old woman that's what that's kind of what that is when you have a uh a good-looking 22 year old woman 
you know, at, you know, the start of her life, nothing's really happened dramatic so far. And she meets a older guy who just been around the block a couple of times. And, you know, say what you want to say about Hall, but he obviously got some kind of game because Caitlyn is on a island or villa with all these singles and she's still focusing on Hall. So Hall must got some game. I got to get I got to call a spade a spade. He got some game. And, you know, I see him running that game on the young 22 year old. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude, this is hard. Like if I'm her brother, if I'm her father, I'm saying, yo, get my daughter off this show so I can talk to her and let her know what's happening right now, sweetheart. The feelings and stuff you're feeling, it's all game. And in about 10, or I'll say even three to five years, you're not going to feel this way about that guy. All right. You're just not going to feel that way. Look at how he's done his other girl. That's how you can tell the true makeup and character of a guy. Look at how they've done their exes. I mean, that's that's about right. Right. Look at how they treat their the, the women in their life, like their mother, their, their sister. But more importantly, look at how they treat their exes. That's about how you can find out what a guy's about. Like when you, you know, I always say this when you first meet a person, it's the most important time ever because that person's going to be vulnerable. They're going to tell you things that they probably won't tell you later. And you better have your pencil and notepad out. When you're talking to that person you just met, you've been dating for about a week, a month, two months, three months. You better have your pen out and start taking notes about what they're doing and what they've done with their past people, their exes, their ex-wife, their ex-husband, their ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriend. You better start taking some pencil and pad out because that's what they're going to do to you if situations fall a certain way. So, you know, watching Hall treat Caitlyn this way, I'm like, baby girl, you better wake up and realize this guy goes with the wind, right? He has, and this is, the, this is what the 22-year-old young lady needs to worry about. Hall is doing this to a woman as beautiful as Caitlyn. I'm telling you, Caitlyn is absolutely stunning to me. All right. Not only on the outside, and I know that's what most people are thinking I'm talking about, but on the inside as well. And the reason I say that is because Caitlin knows that Hall is having this little affair engagement with this 22 year old young lady. Yet she's still holding out in terms of letting herself loose physically with guys in her side of the villa. No, she's not kissing guys and hugging on guys. That means she's a classy woman. That means she has standards and morals. So Hall is doing what he's doing to Caitlin despite the fact that she's beautiful and have, have morals. So what I would like to propose to this 22-year-old young lady is, what do you think he's going to do to you once you get older, once he finds someone who looks better than you? Because you can argue that the 22-year-old young lady looks better than Caitlyn. You can make that argument, though I wouldn't necessarily go with it. I, I, kindly, I have a personal liking for Caitlyn's look. But still, you can make the argument. And my thing is, to this 22-year-old young lady, what, is, what, what are you going to do when he finds somebody that looks better than you? Because apparently he's not faithful. He, Hall left Caitlyn because he wanted to pursue other young ladies, came back, and then did it all over again. Caitlyn gave Hall uh, eight years of her life, and it's all been a waste. Who's who's settling down with that guy? I mean, shout out to the 22-year-old young lady, because I, I couldn't sit back and watch my daughter do it. All right. Now, as far as Caitlyn, she does try her best to, um, you know, talk to some of the other guys. She's talking to Mike. She's talking to the young kid who has all the six packs and all that. And what Caitlin is struggling with is she has a guy that she has a physical connection with. I forget his name. I, I'll call him six pack because he had like a thousand packs. And then you got Mike, the guy who uh, kind of crosses every, you know, checks every box for Caitlin. And this is a really weird dynamic because it really helped me figure out. Because If you want to know why I watch this show, I watch this show to understand the dynamics of love and how people react to certain things, especially temptation. 
Um, so that's what I watch the show for. And what I'm seeing from Caitlyn is something that's very, very confusing. And here's why I say that. She has a connection with Mike and Six Pack, okay? Mike has been doing an amazing job, and I'm watching this guy. I'm like, come on, bro. I know exactly what playbook you're working out of. Mike is talking to her when she's feeling down. Anytime she's showing any emotion about Hall, Mike is always right there like, tell me more. Tell me. You know what I'm saying? That's how Mike is. So Mike is doing everything in his power to be there for Caitlyn. And what he doesn't realize is he's sliding into the friend zone because, you know, he's always there to communicate. Like, I don't even know. I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, why is Mike communicating so well? You know, I'm like, he's up to something. Mike wants that. He wants to draw so bad for from Caitlyn. He's doing stuff that men don't do. Like, I'm like, men don't communicate like that, bro. Men don't call a chick when she's down. Like, so tell me more. What did he do to you? Yeah, that's not what a guy does. That's what a friend does. And what Mike is doing is inadvertently, he's putting himself in the friend zone, which is why, despite all the comfort and all the beautiful things he says to Caitlyn when she's feeling bad about Hall, he's not being aggressive sexually, which is why Six Pack, when he's around Caitlyn, he ain't thinking about Hall. He's not trying to, you know, make her feel better about Hall. He's trying to get in. And that is the difference between Mike and Six Pack. And what's going to happen is what happens to a lot of good guys. A lot of good guys pursuing a woman usually finish last, last because they're so focused on communication and, you know, trying to get emotion. Like, bro, if you don't start being yourself, your 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 carnivorous, carnivorous self, meaning like you all over, you trying to you 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 checking out her body like that's what you know what I'm saying? And Mike is doing the exact opposite of that. He's trying to get he's trying to connect with her emotionally, which I think is awesome. But as you can see, Caitlin, she just doesn't. She's not there. She she wants something. She wants more. So that's why she's connecting with six pack. So I hope he wake up and smell the coffee because, man, it's, it's getting rough out there for him. Now, uh, the last couple I'll talk about here is Maricela and Christopher. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I should have started with this couple. Yeah, y'all, this couple right here is doing the do. Maricela is sleeping with another guy on the other island. And who knew that? You couldn't have paid me to say that that was going to happen. And it's a huge contrast between who Maricela was when she entered the island with Chris and who she is now. And I hate this kind of female. Just, let me just start right there. I love that she's finding herself. I love that she feels empowered. But man, this is one of the worst type of female archetypes. This woman here, I hate this kind of woman. All right. Beautiful. So she can hurt you. Right. And free spirited. So she doesn't really follow any rules necessarily. And she can easily be persuaded based on circumstances. My least favorite type of woman ever. You know, when she's with you, it's all that in a bag of chips. The minute you, you leave for a few moments and another guy get to talking in her ear, her whole demeanor changes. She's a whole different woman. And she she quotes that she uh she frames it as independence and experimentation. Well, I felt control in that situation. So now I'm free to be me. No, baby girl, it ain't even about control. It's about you don't know who you are as a person. That's pretty much what it is. You don't really have a self-identity. You don't know how to stand on your own. And I figured that out when I saw her so gravitated towards Chris. And then, you know, you take Chris away for just a moment. And Chris hasn't done anything on that other island or villa that makes or gives her 
you know, free roam to do what she wants. Chris has been in a hammock with a chick talking. That's about the worst thing that Chris has done up until this point. But it didn't really matter because Marcella, Maricela, she's already jumped head over heels with the guy. Okay, Rico Suave, that's what I call him. He got the little uh, uh, Latino ice drip. Like, he just like one of them little smooth cats. And I know what he's thinking. He like, yo, I have no intentions of being with this chick long term. But if she want to throw it, I'm going to catch it. And that's, I feel so bad because I'm like, Maricela done left a good guy. Look, I don't usually say that guys are good guys. But Chris is kind of a good guy, man. And I knew I know that because um, he waited. He was the, he, she she broke before he did. Usually in a in a sexually charged environment, the guy is going to break first, i.e. great. You see what great is doing to Paris. That's what I expected from all the guys. You see what Hall is doing to Caitlin. The fact that he's already falling head over heels. Now, while Hall hasn't had sex with the 22 year old young lady, um, he might as well. Have, he He's mind effing her. Like, <laughs> so it's all the same to me. And, you know, you just don't really. I don't know, bro. And then, you know, even if you look at Rob and Vanessa, same thing. Rob is already tonguing the girl down. So I expected that from Chris. But of all the guys, Chris has been the most diligent in terms of respecting his girlfriend's feelings. And I don't think he's given Maricela any reason to do what she's doing. But, hey, you know, Maricela is liberated. She on maybe two occasions got spicy with the guy. And I'm talking about sexually spicy. I mean, and the show just showed everything. I'm like, OK, all right. That's what y'all doing. OK. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, they, they blurred out some things, but you know, they didn't blur out enough. But um, yeah, I don't know. So Chris sees this, he breaks down, and he didn't even see the latest time. He saw what they did prior. But once he sees this new clip, because I think he only saw her like getting uh close to the guy. But when he see these new these these new clips, she went. She went to the to the umpteen power. She did. She did. The, she did to do with that guy. And when I think when Chris sees that, he's gonna break down for real. He had already broken down. He started punching stuff. He had already broken down. But when he see these new clips, oh, it's gonna be a wrap. But my main man Chris strikes back because after seeing her get so close with the guy, I think he kind of figured it out and he said, you know what, I'm done with her. I can't. I can't deal with a chick like that. And this is crazy. At the very end of. The episode, like the very, I'm talking about 40 seconds or so before the episode goes off, we see Chris getting it in sexually with uh, the young lady he was in a hammock with. So Chris is pretty much come to the conclusion that their relationship is over. He keeps saying like, you know, Maricel is going to come back to me. I'm like, bro, even if she does come back to you, she ain't coming back to you. I don't know how to, I don't know how, I don't know if that makes sense, but like Maricela is just a different kind of person mentally. And I don't see her going back to Chris whatsoever. I think for whatever reason, she was feeling controlled under his relationship, you know, whatever. And I think now she just feels liberated. And I think Maricela is a type of chick that she's not, not, not going to even want to leave the island with the guy that she's sleeping with or Chris. I think she's going to leave by herself because she's going to feel like she has her identity back. As far as Chris, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but he does, you know, have sexual relations with the young lady he was pursuing. And you can tell it was rebound sex. It was I was I'm hurt sex. It wasn't like I really like this chick sex. It was like I'm hurt. And he's trying to, you know, cover that pain with, you know, physical attraction and physical activity. So, you know, this relationship is done with. All right. Both couples have engaged with another person sexually. And that's pretty much a wrap. So if I look through these couples real quick, uh, looks like Rob is still holding out. He has not had sex with anyone. He's kissed another young lady and 
I would argue, got really, really close in that last episode. Vanessa has not done much. I thought Vanessa, out of all the games she was talking, she would be the one who will cross the line the most. But actually, Vanessa is actually proving to be the most respectable woman on the show. Who saw that as possible? I did not. All right, great has already crossed the line. I heard he, he eating groceries, so I don't know if you can come back from that. And in Paris, she is deeply, deeply attracted to Tajik, but I don't, I don't remember seeing them cross the line. All right, both couples here have crossed the line. There's no way they're coming back unless this was some weird sexual experiment that they both needed. And then when they come back together, they're like, I'm glad I got that out of my system. But, you know, I really find, you know, they might find love with each other. And all that stuff they're doing on the island is just, you know, you know, physically gratifying, but not necessarily, you know, love. And then these two are still holding out in terms of having sexual relations, which I really appreciate from a 22 year old. And dare I say, Hall, um, Hall is really doing a great job with building an emotional connection. And that might be his secret sauce. Maybe what Hall is doing successfully that I can't quite connect with is he's not emphasizing sex. Like he is building a connect. He's building a bridge you can literally see the bridge that Hall is building with this 22-year-old. He's giving her all the sweet nothings. He's telling her how beautiful she is. He's making her feel comfortable. He's just building a house for this 22-year-old young lady to just live in. And there's nothing sexual about it. It's just all mental sex. He's just doing a lot for her mentally. And that might be the secret sauce, fellas. Maybe what we've been doing wrong all this time is leading with our manhood perhaps the real way to fully control the mind of a woman sorry that sounds bad but fully gain the heart of a woman is to put the sex on the back burner and build a space of comfort for that woman so that she feels comfortable doing everything loving you back giving to you building you up as a man sexually gratifying you all that this is what i'm learning from watching this man in action he is building a fortress of love for this young lady. And I think it's game. I think he's gaming her like a, a fiddle. However, you still can take something from this. Just watching how both Caitlyn and his 22-year-old are in love with Hall. And Hall doesn't appear, appear to be leading with sex. He just doesn't lead with sex. He doesn't do it. He leads with conversation. He leads with building the woman up. He's done all that kind of stuff. Now, Hall is the same guy who was able to date Caitlyn for three years. Who's a Caitlyn's a dime in my opinion. He was able to date Caitlyn for three years, leave her, and then come back. Hall is doing something right. That's what you have to consider. You have to, you just gotta Hall is doing something right. And I think I figured it out. I've I've decoded it. What Hall is doing is what all men should probably consider doing. Men should consider putting sex on the back burner, speaking to the woman more frequently, building a fortress of comfort and stability around her with his voice, not with money. Right. We see that a lot with guys trying to overcompensate with their possessions. But really, it's just the voice. The voice does it all. You know, make her feel beautiful with your voice. Tell her she's beautiful. Protect her with your voice. Conversate with her. Let her know what your intentions are. Make her feel comfortable in that regard so that she knows she can move on with you down the line. Let her know you want to build with her. Build with her. I want to have children with you. I want to do this. And maybe that's what it is. And once you have set all those parameters in place, the sex is the easy part. And I think guys got it mixed up. They they leave with sex. They're kissing all over her, trying to get in the bed with her and all that. All that. And then they wonder why, you know, she's not that into that guy, into that guy long term. It's because you didn't build the fortress for her. That's what it might be, y'all. 
But anyway, thank you for watching. I'll holler at you next week.